Introducing MetroTap for iOS and Android. The best way to connect and network with others with just a tap. MetroTap allows you to instantly show your social media, music, payment platforms, and contact information just by tapping your phone. MetroTap can be used by anyone in any industry, and the other person you're networking with does not need the app to receive your information. Customize your profile with MetroTap Direct to instantly met someone to your Instagram. MetroTap also comes with a personal QR code, which is perfect for events and websites. Anyone can use it with and without the app. So why not take the work out of network and download MetroTap now? English and Kurt show once again it's your boy coach English and I'm all by myself third third episode from the South Carolina High School League coaches clinic Josh decided not to come he's on vacation um, with the fam uh, Micah's uh, celebrating his three-year anniversary so he's on vacation so I'm here holding it down by myself so guess what I had to do I had to go get some guests so First episode you heard from Brian Rosefield. Last episode you heard from Frank Martin, head coach at University of South Carolina. And of course, I got two more great guys in the building. But first, you know, we brought to you by the people over at Crux Media. If you need anything podcasting wise, visit the people over at Crux Media. Email them, cruxmediagroup1 at gmail.com. It's Crux Media 1, Crux Media Group 1 at gmail.com. And if you need your gear, you know where to go. That's unfilteredforever.com. The people over at Unfiltered will take care of you. All of your gear needs, unfilteredforever.com. Use the promo code SEK at checkout for your 10% discount. Now I'm going to go ahead and get these guys in here. First, the first one is a person, um, and while I got his mic muted, I'm going to say he owes me a ring. Every time I see him, I tell him he owes me a ring. Uh, But that is my man. Hundred grand, brother from another mother, my man, Coach Jarvis. What's happening, Jarvis? What's good, man? Glad to be here. I, I told you the rain coming, man. Oh uh, yeah, you, you t- you've been telling me that for like five years now, hey, and, and I still don't have one. COVID back, on. COVID, <laughs> COVID back. the COVID back. All right, <laughs> uh, now another one, a young man I've kind of watched over the years, watched him kind of blossom, and uh, uh, it actually, um, I'm, I don't know him personally too much like that, but definitely proud of his progress and the fact that he has an opportunity here to be the head coach, the new head coach at Dreer High School, uh, my ex-girlfriend's high school, so I don't know how to feel about that, but uh, <laughs> AJ, what's happening? <laughs> Go ahead. 
What's good? What's good? Man, we happy to have you, man. I'm glad to be here, man. Really yeah. glad to be here. I had to catch you guys before y'all get to doing state championship things. Because <laughs> that's, that's the, for as long as I've known you, Jarvis, that's all you kind of try to get to. Hey, man, listen, go straight to the point. Ain't no need to play around with it. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Uh, so, really and truly, um, I don't think that they could have put together a better group of people to move Dre Athletics back to what it was. Because I remember when I first got to South Carolina so much um, and really started getting into basketball, yeah. like Tevin Mack, and they were always competitive. And yeah. then it kind of fell off after he graduated. And I, I, from coaching change to coaching change, they've, I, think, I think the thing that's been missing from them has always been some level of stability. Yeah. And then you came in and one year and then a promotion. So yeah. how, what is the difference between being an AD and where you at now between a basketball coach and being an AD the biggest thing is you got to worry about everybody else uh, everybody's problem is an emergency um, <laughs> and it doesn't matter what time of day that's the biggest difference um, but it's cool I enjoy it I get to make an impact on a bigger scale um, I'm, I'm big on trying to grow the coaches grow the kids get opportunities that they can get man so I just enjoy it um, I definitely enjoy being out in the classroom I'm not going to keep that a secret. Um, but it's just, you know, people don't know. I've been coaching for 21 years. I, I look 12, but. Yeah, I thought you were 12, though. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I've been doing it for a minute, man. And when Drear Opportunity came open, I was just like, hey, you know, I'm going to throw my name in the hat and see what happens. So. Yeah. Um, was it something that you had aspired to do prior? Like, was that kind of you left West? Yeah. And when you left West, was that kind of sort of your plan was to. Hey, I'm a I'm gonna be here for this, and then they're gonna usher me into that. Or was it something that kind of just came up? Actually, no, that just came up. Like my plan was to stay at Drear for four or five years, and and probably after that fourth or fifth year, because I always my goal is when I get a job, to try to see you freshman all through through senior yeah. year, um, and then start trying to have some feelers um, for the job. But when Jeff said he was going to Spring Valley, I was like. Hey, you know, why not give it a shot? You know, mm -hmm. sometimes God bless you with an opportunity sooner than what you think may happen. Mm -hmm. So it just really kind of worked that way. And it, it wasn't a situation where Jeff was leaving and because we had a relationship, I was just automatically going to get the job. Like I had to be vetted. I had to do interview, you know, mm -hmm. I had to beat somebody yeah. else out for the position. So I appreciated that part because I didn't want to be given it you know, given anything either because, you know, people, oh, somebody just gave him the job, you know. so No respect on the job. Right. Because now you got to build that respect that, from right. the other coaches because they would feel like you were just, just giving it. Had it. Yeah, so, I, you know, to keep that rapport, I, I'm glad I, I beat out some people to get the position. So it's cool, man. Now, and, and I'm going to tell you, you know, to my listeners, you know, Jarvis is a good friend of mine. We don't talk every day, but what friends do you talk to every day? Right. Yeah, you know, um, but to see – his progression from C.A. Johnson, probably some stuff happened from before, but yeah. just how he was done at C.A. Johnson when they when he was put out and then blackballed and then this and then that to for you to come. When you talk about resilience and redemption, yeah, that's you. So as you were going through that particular part, like what was your thought process through when you were going through that period, like that season of your life at it, that point? It's funny. We were literally just talking about this last night. Definitely um, just talking about it. I, I went to elementary school. Like I couldn't get a job anywhere. Mm. So, you know, those are some very, very trying times. Elementary kids are, are completely different than high school kids. So, um, you know, I, I told some stories last night about how those little children really tested my patience. And I was like, Lord, if this is really what you want me to do to stay in mm -hmm. education, stay in coaching, 
you're going to have to give me a sign. Like, you're going to have to show me and tell me this is what I'm doing. Because, like, I literally was applying for jobs in park and recreation because I figured I was like, hey, these, these, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get back in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have a problem being an assistant with anybody. But when I was trying to get an assistant spot, um, you know, I, I couldn't do that. Then I got – you actually offered me Hartsville to come down there. But then, you know, life happens, relationships, yeah. and that kind of put them. Space and time. Yeah, so. That was a drive. That would have been a drive for you. I was trying now. Was, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. You, I, you did. I went hard now. You did. <laughs> you did. And I, I didn't mind it. You know, at, at the time, you know, my ex-wife had kids, and it just it just didn't work yeah. out at for the you, time yeah. for me at the time. So, you know, I was applying for parks and rec director, like anything I could to get out of education, because elementary is just not for me. Like I don't have the patience for that. But I, but I was there for a reason. God put me there for a reason. I, I did well. My principal was great. She understood where I was coming from at the J, being there. She's like, listen, we need that type of leadership. We need yeah. that male experience here, and and do what you do. And she said, I, I support you in everything you do. So that second year, man. Um, I got a call from down in Florence, and and I I got a bunch of calls from Florence because I wasn't going to Florence either. <laughs> but everybody's like, "Man, you need to come take this job. Like, just yeah. come down here and interview." I was like, "Man, but you know, I was like, hey, listen, just put it on the table. This is what happened. You've learned from your experience, which I had. Mm. Um, went down to interview, man, and the rest is just history. So, well, what I will say is, I learned from your experience because when you <laughs> when the interview happened I was like yeah Yeah that's right You say that man I, I used a bunch of curse words But yeah, I was like I'm yeah, with yeah. you I'm with you And then they all that stuff went down And I was like Well damn I guess you can't say yeah, that I guess you can't say that You can't say that right? yeah. um, But I, I told him man It was a calculated risk Like I knew it was gonna be You knew it was gonna be a fallout But you yeah. didn't know what To what yeah. level the yeah. fallout was gonna and, be But I was ready for it And I was like listen I, I can't not speak up for my kids like mm-hmm. to defend them from where they come from. So many people have let them down. So many people have let them be abused. And I just, I couldn't do that. That my spirit, my heart, my soul was just not allowing me to not say anything. Well, the kids at that school traditionally are given up on. Yeah. And they're seen in a negative light before they even do anything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and do some of them make mistakes? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, uh, do some Have some of them gone down the wrong path? They have. Mm-hmm. And me and you have dealt with a few of them. Yeah, uh, together. together yeah. yeah. Um, so some of them I want to strangle. Yeah. Uh, but you know, for the most part, which I know one for sure. For if sure. I, for sure. If Boy. I catch him, I'm gonna strangle. Listen. <laughs> I Listen. ain't gonna say his name, but if he I ever catch him, <laughs> if I ever catch him in the street, but you know, I think um, what you have been able to accomplish gives young men like AJ um, and these young coaches. A chance. I've always said that, and it's it's when I saw you bring AJ with you. Yeah, I said he's grooming them. Yeah, um, I say to my my coaching staff. I have a young coaching staff as well. I got Eric Bennett, who I think he's thirty. Yeah, and I just hired Javante James. He's twenty four. Right, and I told the both of them, I I want you to have a head coaching job. One yeah. of you is going to take my job. Right. Because I'm not doing this forever. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be head coaching forever. <laughs> and I, I probably got three years left. Right. So right. before I start trying to get an AD or do something else. So yeah. I'm trying to groom you guys to that. And it's not many of us in your position. Yeah, man. And those of us that are, are, hey, I'm going to be a football coach and AD. Right. None of us are getting paid real money to run a program. Yeah. They're saying some of us are, hey, we don't pay. We can't pay you enough for football, so we're gonna tack on this AD money and make you the AD. Right. Yep. 
they said, hey, what you're going to do at a culturally diverse school is we're going to have you lead our athletic program. Yep. And that's huge for people, for younger black men yeah. who are aspiring to make moves and to be able to take care of their families at some point, especially the route that you have had to take due yeah. to early mistakes, so right. to speak. Yep. So I applaud you. I appreciate wholeheartedly. Um, I, uh, you're one of the guys that I kind of say I, I look up the jobs. You know what I'm saying? No, he man. did. He did it on his own terms. No, because some people, yeah, some people had to excuse. Uh, we usually don't curse on the show. A lot of people had to curse, kiss a bunch of ass to get to get and, to and some that's spots. True. That's very true. And, and that's very true. I think the reason why me and you five is both of us don't believe in yeah, the BS. Yeah, and I'm not kissing nobody ass that's for right. no spot. Yeah, it's it, just not gonna happen. Yeah, so he, if I if it's for me, it's yeah, for me. If either you want me, or you don't. Oh, want you me. don't. Yeah, you got to take everything that come with it. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, in that sense, I would say I, 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 gen, I genuinely am proud of what you have done. I appreciate it. Um, you've come a long way from kicking my ass in one day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some good days there, boy. Hey, man. Hey, man. I, I, I just want to say, you know, at Denmark, if it wasn't for that technical file, we probably win the game. Hey. I still remember it in my head. But, uh, you know, crazy thing, I think people remember the cheerleader battle more, probably more than they do the game the at halftime. <laughs> Hey, man, they was going at it. I came out from halftime. I was like, what happened? They was like, man, them girls was going Going at it. What? (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, funny thing, and and it's a little off topic. Do you find that in, like, that 1A, 2A, it's way, that's way more hyped up than at, like, the 4A level? Yes, it is a completely different animal. It seems like there's a, a... more sense of urgency and a pride taken at, in supporting your athletic team. But I think there's a little bit more leeway given at the same time of, well, that's true. of, of certain things that they can do and the way they, that they're taught. Okay. Um, especially being at West Florence, they do things cheerleader-wise a little bit different than down in Denmark or Johnson. Yeah. You know? like, so I think that oftentimes has something. But, but it has, if, because if, I've been trying to, because Hartsville, um, I remember when I first got there, my second year, we played LR in the playoffs. Yeah, and there was we had one cheerleader show up to the game. Oh wow! It was a home game. We had one cheerleader show up. Wow, that's terrible. And you know, LR rolled through. Deep. You know, deep for them. Man, the whole <laughs> other side was full. Yeah, we we ended up beating LR. Yeah, that's when they had Christian Brown at you. Okay, yeah, we ended up beating them in the first round, and so. The very next morning, I went to my principal and I said, we're probably going to the lower state. Those cheerleaders ain't going to nothing. I don't want to see them on the TV. Right. I want blank chairs out there. Right, right. And then the next year, I said, hey, I just want a cheerleading squad for basketball. Right. I don't want that competition cheer. I don't want that football cheer. I want yeah. just a basketball. Give me some basketball cheerleaders yeah. that are going to come out and are going to support basketball. Right. And it's happened, but now... <laughs> they've done so well that competition chair people have taken them yeah. over there, but they're still working together. And But the vibe from those games yeah. is totally different. And I think that that support helps push fuel kids Absolutely. to do better. Um, and listen, when we, when people don't understand how important cheerleaders are. Like from just from an AD perspective, like I want my cheerleading coach to feel involved. Mm-hmm. Now we always going to, have tug and pull because of space and they want of course you know that that's always gonna be there but you know 
after games last year, like sometimes, and even at West, like you lose big games. The cheerleaders are the first ones there. Like, you hey, keep your head up. Yeah. They giving hugs out, you know. Win or lose, you know, and they that's did. what I like about Drake. And, and West Florence was great, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the support of course. is just, it's unreal. The cheerleaders make a big difference, especially, like, on the road. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody there. You know, maybe you got your sprinkler parent. Man, them chili, you, if you can hear cheerleaders, that make you feel a whole lot, lot better, man. Man, when they rocking and yeah, rolling. Yeah, and, and don't let your coach be strategic, because when I was at Denmark, uh, I used to put my cheerleaders behind the visiting bench. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's where they go. And and when they got the ball, I need y'all to get, scream as hard as you do everything and, and, you can. And that's why we come down there. We scope the scene and say, "Listen, we push them three rows back. We don't. Want, we gonna put a barrier. I want all y'all sit right in front of them. So we got a big. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's um, like I said, man. Just to see where you are now, um, especially being through a season, fighting through that season. Staying steady with it. Yeah, man. Going to West Florence, having success, going to Drear, and everything just kind of working itself out. Yeah. And then not only that, but then, you know, you get the job at Drear, and the first thing you do is hire what you bring over is you know, one of yeah. your assistants, yeah. AJ. Uh, once again, welcome to the show again. Uh, we're going to start talking to you. Um, what is the, what was your thought process or conversations with Coach Jarvis when you decided to leave Florence? And come on back to Columbia because you're originally from Columbia, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was uh, born in Orangeburg, but um, oh, raised Lord. in Columbia. He was born. He was born in the bird. Dirty bird. Yeah, oh, dirty definitely bird. from the bird. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moved up to um, Columbia um, Middle School. Went to St. Andrews Middle School. Went to Eau Claire High School. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of grew up in the when Columbia you, hoop culture. When did you graduate from Eau Claire? 2011. 2011. Not yeah. Chris. Chris wasn't there yet. Me, Britt, and Pete Faust. Pete Faust on the staff. Yeah, yeah. Chris wasn't there yet. Green? No, Chris Turner. Oh no, Chris Turner. Chris Turner was at Gibbs. Gibbs, and then he tried to. He was at. He was at O'Clair. He was only at O'Clair for like for, for like a month. No, it was like a month. month yeah. Because then they kicked him out, and he was, yeah. ended up at Olympia. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But go ahead. So yeah. Um, when um Jarvis got the job, you know, at Dreer, um, he knew. From for you know even people at Wilson they knew because I was from Columbia hoop culture mm. that was my main goal to try to get back to Columbia. Columbia. But at the same time, while I was in the PD, while I was in Florence, you know I gave I gave them everything that I could you know because um, I saw a lot saw a lot in those kids from the PD. Um, so when Coach Jarvis got the job, you know he asked me he was just like you know you want you want to come be a part of my coaching staff you can come back to Columbia work with Drew. And I was ready for it. You know mm. what I'm saying? I was ready for it. Um, it was kind of bittersweet leaving Wilson because um, of the work that I put in with Wilson, the relationships that I had at Wilson, relationship with the kids, the staff. Um, Wilson's a great school. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I don't think, I don't, I, I can't think so. <laughs> it's okay. But it's yeah, okay. I, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was, I was actually, you know, I was ready. So, yeah. It was just, so... From everything I had heard at the time, correct, was like you were the coach in waiting at Wilson. Um, just from like I said, you know, street talking, street talking. Street street talk. talk. yeah, so you were. The, um, so how hard was it to know that hey, I can at some point get this right, and um, I'm but I'm gonna go here. Yes, and I, and I, I can keep it real. Um, when uh, Coach McQueen, because you know I, I spent uh, my first year coaching at Wilson, um, 
I got an opportunity to coach my little brother, Alex Caldwell. Yes. Okay. Um, so that was the real reason. Um, I had just graduated from Claflin, uh, and I just came back from overseas at Spain. Mm. And I was in the gym. Coach McQueen was like, um, you know, he saw me working out with Alex, saw me working out with a couple other kids, Drayden, uh, Blake Walker, who was working out. He was like, how do you feel about coaching? And I was like, you know, mom was coach, dad was coach. You know, that's 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 what I want to do. And I was a grad assistant um, at Claflin University okay. where I played at. Um, so I was like, yeah, I, I would love to coach. And he was like, um, how would you feel like, you know, coaching Alex, you know, assistant coaching with Wilson? I was like, I love that. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, I didn't go back overseas, and I started my coaching tenure. And after that first year, of course, we went um, we went to the state championship, of course, lost uh, versus Ridgeview. Ridgeview. And after that, after that first Ridgeview year. Ridgeview University. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But after that first year, um, you know, I, t- I, I told myself, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be a head coach, you know, being up under Coach McQueen. So, um, of course, Coach McQueen got the um, AD position. And they brought in um, Coach Spencer. Ken Spencer. Yeah, Ken Spencer. Um, I did not interview for that job. Okay. Um, so, I was, you know, fine with, you know, Spencer coming in, We me learning from Spencer, and me finally taking the role as the head coach of the JV squad because Kevin Robinson was, was the JV coach. JV coach, and he got the job. At, at West. Exactly, with yeah. the girls. So um, we're gonna talk off air about about this. I, yeah, we gotta talk off air. Right, right, right. right. So, um, so yeah, well, um, I was really focused on the, the JV head coach because that was my first head coaching gig. I was always assistant, so I was really focused on that. So um, after the uh, after the year we had um, with Spencer, um, it was a tough year. It was a tough year. Um, we had to deal with a lot of things that had nothing to do with basketball. Yeah, you know, um, and just getting guys to you know we had we had a group of guys that you know they they worked. But it's just like we couldn't get it out of them. You know, they were they were stuck in their own way. You know, um, so after that year, that's when I, you know, um, applied for the new coach job. When they let us know, okay, we're gonna um, coach Spencer's going somewhere else, so the job is open. Mm-hmm. So um, I applied for it first time. I was nervous, really nervous, but <laughs> that's what I, I want. I wanted to be able to lead Wilson as a head coach. Um, but when I found out, and me and him close friends, once I found out that Carlos, gotcha. um, you know, applied for it, I was just like, ah, <laughs> no. I just know they're going to pick Carlos because of the person Carlos is, his energy, um, his track record, and him being from that area, I was just mm. like, and I, and I know how, you know, Wilson is, Wilson is big on man, listen. Homegrown. I love it, though. I yeah. love it. But um, once I kind of put it all in perspective, I was just like, yeah So I, of course We talked to Carlos And Carlos was like You know I want you on the staff I want you to You know Stay JV head coach I want you to be A part of my staff I was all for it mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying But then When Coach Jarvis Contacted me You know The only thing That outweighed me Staying at Wilson And leaving And going with Coach Of course I've been knowing Coach Jarvis Coach Jarvis okay. Braised me up Since Eau Claire <laughs> Hoopology camp And things of that nature So um, And then um, Coach Pete You know yeah, Coach okay. Pete was my B team coach Coach Pete was um, hoopology coaches and stuff like that, and then of course me wanting to get back to Columbia. So I was just like, you know, I would love to be a part of Carlos's staff. You know, what I'm saying to stay down here with the kids and make something happen at Wilson. But then I thought about it, like, you know what, probably be a little bit better, and I can get back to the Columbia hoop culture. So, yeah. um, you know, I talked with God about it, and and yep, made yeah. the right decision. Well, I think it's always good when um, when when young people or or people in general, because you don't have to yeah. be young, because uh, I'm still trying to find my way back to my hometown. To coach, yeah. Um, I think that what you, when you get a chance to take what you've learned, because you're well traveled, yeah. Um, seen a lot. Yeah. If you get a chance to ingrain that in those kids, 
just as a culture trap the world is bigger than south carolina because there's so many yes. kids that never see outside the borders of south carolina yeah you know sometimes when you don't even don't even know the cities outside yeah. of columbia i was just about to say and, that. you know and I'm, I'm glad you said that because it it took a coach it took um terry dozier it mm. took for him to take me to a five-star basketball camp in virginia and it really changed my whole perspective of basketball because I was just so stuck on, you know, being being great at Hyatt Park, being great in gym class, you know what I'm saying, being great at Meadow Lakes in the different parks around Columbia. But when he took me to that five-star camp and I got to actually be around some five-star athletes and see that it's, it's guys my size, bigger than me, taller than me, more, more athletic than me, better than me. Yeah. So when I came back to South Carolina – uh, my grind changed. The way I looked at the game changed, and this was around the time that hoop mixtape was coming started, out. Started so, rolling, yeah. 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 So um, to just piggyback off what you said, um, it takes those. It takes coaches. It takes people like us to um, to you know display that you know yeah, that like, it's more out here. It's you more can't just be so stuck in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all right. So now we get into it. You know, you get the call. Well, first off, I want to say, I'm gonna tell you something. You took my job now. I took the job. <laughs> yeah, because when Jarvis got the eighty job, right. I, I I was out mm-hmm. eating and, and I yeah. saw him and I said, right. "Hey man, you know if you want me now, mm-hmm. now I come down and then I right. don't mind coming to Columbia now. I come to Columbia." Right. He was like, "Yeah, uh huh." He just did a little smile, and then I was like, "Yeah." Then <laughs> somebody's like, "Yeah, he gonna hire AJ." I said, "God damn, Jarvis!" <laughs> but no, um, it's, when when they said that, it was a, a, a I felt it was a great fit. Yeah. Um. It's crazy how that worked out because when it came open, you know, the district yeah. didn't allow you to be non-certified mm. to coach football or basketball. So I had reached out to Kelly Lawrence and uh, Augusta, oh, yeah, and we had some conversations. And um, then a couple of weeks later, Coach Matt's like, you know, you don't have to be certified. And you know what that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can talk about that <laughs> off <laughs> Yeah, we can talk that about off air too. <laughs> but um, you know, because I'd already told him when I got eighty jobs, like, yo, I want you to get your certification. Like he was still working on his passing the prices, mm-hmm. so that was kind of like. And then, like I say, when Jeff said he was leaving, I was trying to trying to groom, trying to prep him, but it didn't work out initially like we wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to him, and I asked him straight out top. I was like, yo, if if this doesn't work out how we want it. If I bring this guy in, will you mind, you know, still being here, Coach? Because I, I know what the goal is. Yeah. He was like, yeah, Coach, I'm, I'm I'm, all for it. So then when I got the news, I called my man Kelly back. I was like, listen, this is a fair game now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, both, we both go interview, you know, see what you got. Mm-hmm. And AJ came in and he just, he won the room, you know, his basketball knowledge, his IQ. Um, and he just won it over. And a little bit of concern, you know, anytime you have somebody young, it's like, well, you know, He's young, you know. He's never, yeah. You know, ran a program. Head coach, yeah. I said, listen, my staff already told me if it's not Coach Caldwell, it's gonna be the coach. They not gonna be here. Yeah. So now you got to figure out who you gonna plug and choose. And I said, my old heads. That's why you see Byron. Byron been with me since, forever, forever. <laughs> it, it, anything coaching wise, if you see me, you are gonna see Byron. <laughs> and, and I told him the same thing. Like these guys will help you. Him, Foul, Schofield, like yeah. all them boys been me forever. So. They going to help lift him up. Whatever he doesn't know, they going to help him, guide him, you know, mm-hmm. take him under the wing. And But at the same time, I had to tell him, listen, I know you're younger and I know you look up to those guys. But at the same time, realize you're a head coach. Yeah, you're the voice in the you're room. You're the voice in the room. So it just kind of worked out. Then he ended up passing it. 
after the interview, so he was able to get the PE job, assistant AD, and basketball. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so proud and thrilled of him, man, to yeah. be able to give that type of opportunity. Because a lot of people, um, they don't understand the value of, hey, I need to put myself in a position to win this room. Mm-hmm. And when you're certified, first off, and I try to tell because my parents be, I have every time I have a parents meeting, I tell them the same thing. Look, yeah. I can't be fired. Yeah. And they'd be like, they look crazy. I'd be like, I'm a black man <laughs> and I teach English. And which is you can't I'm, find that nowhere. I'm never getting fired. <laughs> and so because they want us in the classroom yeah. in whatever capacity. That's right. When we walk in the room, we're the favorite. Yeah. Automatic. We're the favorite walking in the room. Yeah. So being certified, because I've come across people who Man, I don't want to be certified. I want to be. Yeah. I'm just gonna be a hall monitor, or I'm gonna do what's the the, the credit recovery, yeah. or I'm gonna work in the admissions. Man, look, bro. And that's the second cool. the second a certified person comes through them doors, that could go some basketball. Yeah. You out. Yeah. Because just, that, you out. And people don't know that's if the if you can feel it, especially you know being AD learning and and being assistant ADs and you know. If the principal say, hey, if you can find a coach and a teacher, you've done the job for him. Yes. Or her. You mm-hmm. know, so they like certified. Oh, yeah. That, that's what we want. That's right what there. we want is a cert- because they want you to be able to be on campus. That's right. One. And two, they want you to be able to. They want to pay you one time for two jobs. That's true, too. <laughs> yes. A whole so, lot less paperwork. Be real. That's be real. real. You know, I oh, want to yeah. pay you one time, one time for two jobs. That's right. You know, That's so right. now I don't have to go get two different people yep. to do this one job when I could have two one person, one person doing two. Doing two, yep. Um, I remember uh uh my athletic director job came open and I went to put in an application. But before I went to put in an application, I talked to my principal. Yeah. My principal told me straight up, You're not gonna get the job. And I said, Well <laughs> why not? I ain't even put in an application yet. He said, uh one, if I hire you Right. I have to tire, I have to now hire two different people. When if I don't, I just can hire somebody from the outside, yeah. and I'm good. Yeah. And I was like, "What? Two different people? You? T-? I have to hire a basketball, basketball coach, coach and an English teacher." And I'm telling you, like that was kind of part of the conversation. Like people, like you know, man, we might have to hire. Do we really want to hire a basketball coaches? Sometimes that they put you in a box, exactly. And don't want you to get out the box, and it's not necessarily like. A, a, a negative or malicious thing is just they're thinking of like you say the, these are the positions I got the business feel. of it and you're good at that so I don't know if I want to go find nobody else to do that or not you know what I'm saying and it don't help that you know when your test scores come in you're doing like ninety percent and the, right that's the reason why yeah. they, they won't take me out the classroom now that's so. right but um AJ uh what is it what has it been like since getting the job like your first job um. It's, it has it been is it difficult is it is it easy like what's it been so far it's definitely not easy <laughs> I say that much it's not easy um it's like you have to plan your days well I would say you have to plan like weeks and weeks ahead mm-hmm. so like um and I tell this to everybody you gotta take one day at a time mm-hmm. you know um I got stuff in my notes. Um, I write things down because it's so much like I'm not just responsible for myself now. I'm responsible for, you know, uh, 25 plus kids. Um, and uh, I try to keep their parents involved. Um, and I'm, tr- I'm, you know, continuously trying to figure out, you know, ways to, you know, 
try to you know get them out there in the community and doing different things like that so to answer your question it it's not easy at all mm. but um it just makes you more focused and more organized the more organized you are the better it is you know you handle things right then and there not putting it off to the side so a lot of times you know coach Jarvis will call me and be like hey I need you to do this or I need you to check this out mm. you know it's easy for me to send back a text message or you know say okay I, I got you mm. and then forget about it but you know um things that I've been doing as soon as he tell me to do something I do it you know what I'm saying and um you know it kind of prepped me believe it or not in college it was like that you know about time management you just got to manage your time and you just got to focus and you just got to understand that you know you got other people to worry about you know and you want to put them in the best positions that they can be in so yeah question have you had that first parent that irate parent call yet because when you're an Um, assistant you don't deal with none of them now um (laughs) No, from Drear, I haven't, but um, I had a little bit of experience from Wilson. I had a couple of parents um, that were uh, upset at me for not playing their, um, their child. Uh, child. Um, and they had to, you know, had the nerve to come up to the school. And we, we had that, we had that heated, oh, well, it started in the gym. But, you know, I was like, you know what? Let's go outside. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't need a crowd. We don't need an audience. Let's yeah. go outside and let's have that talk. Um, <laughs> but once I, once I made her understand, you know, um, basketball, a lot of basketball, a lot of great basketball players are made in the summer behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They putting the work in. They got somebody that's guiding them yeah. and getting them better. And um, once she understood that, um, you know, the best will play. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not recreation. You know, this is high school basketball. The mm-hmm. best will play. And I was like, he just need to put some. He need to put a little bit more work in. He needs to get a little bit better. She understood that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I've had a couple of parents to you know to start up. Yeah, like they was already on ten walking <laughs> through the door, and I'm you know had to do my you know do my job of just bringing them down, letting them understand you know being understanding. Yeah. You know because um, I know how it is with parents and their kids. Parents don't play about the kids. I think for the most part, parents just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you just sit there and nod your head and agree, they kind of just they they kind of leave you alone after a while. Yeah. Even no matter what you end up doing after that. They and I'm also big on solutions as well. So yes. you know. Uh, whenever we do have those conversations, you know, I want to be able to help you. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to help your kid. Mm-hmm. So um, we got to come up with a solution, and then we gonna, you know, and then we go from there. Exactly. Yeah, that that makes sense. Now, exactly. I want to talk to both of y'all together because mm-hmm. there's a the both of you have had an opportunity to do something that not a lot of people get a chance to do, right. and that's coach in the PD and coach in the metro area. Exactly. Why is it? What do you believe? Mm-hmm. Is the holdback from the PD kids really being seen on the same level as the Columbia kids? Because even we your even your brother Alex, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he was a Columbia implant. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So he really wasn't from the PD. Yeah. Uh, Trey Hannibal is mm-hmm. not from per se the right. PD. Right. So what is it that make? What is the difference? I have my own opinions, but yeah. what is the difference? My, between my the opinion. Um, I feel like it's access. So, um, and I can I can use from my experience, you know, me playing high school, me growing up in Columbia, it's the access. So uh, in the PD, you probably got A1 and you got Pearlmore, and that's mm-hmm. in Florence. Um, I know they got a couple of gyms down in Hartsville. I know they got a couple of gyms down in Darlington. Um, but in Columbia, you got Hyatt Park, Meadow Lake. Um, King Park Pinehurst Pinehurst Just to name a few Woodland mm-hmm. You know so Kids are hooping A whole lot more um, And also The Columbia Hoop culture And it, it's It's a beautiful thing To watch A lot of people That have, has made it Pros um, 
long, you know, great college careers, overseas careers. They come back and they pour into these kids. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to walk into a sunny sportsplex or, you know, even just a regular gym and see, you know, high school kids playing with pros, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think that's just the, that's just the biggest thing. Uh, the Columbia, the hoop culture in Columbia, they pour back into the kids, you know, they get them better. And also the trainers as well, too. Columbia mm-hmm. has a lot of great trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them that I know, Anton Greer, Rob Rose, Khadija Sessions, uh, Marcellus Brown, they yeah. pour into these kids. Mm. You know, so um, I think that's what separates it, in my opinion. Just yeah, the access. I, yeah, I was gonna say opportunity and exposure, which same thing. Access. Mm. Um, I, I one of the things that I want to do was bring the West Florence kids to hoop out that pool runs. You know, that's another great training in Columbia. Yeah, and they always like, man, what's the difference? What's it? I said, listen, the difference is these guys are always in the gym and they're training. Mm-hmm. Like off season, like they don't just play when it's time for the season start. They're off season. They're finding somebody to in the gym. They're in the weight room. So I brought them to Hoopology, and you got great collegiate guys up there. You got JoJo Northeast guys up there. You got uh, you had Eau Claire boys, inner city boys up there. And I'm, you know, you know how it is. You've been, yeah. you worked it, and mm-hmm. they going at it. And my guys is like, whoa, mm-hmm. like these dudes are good, and they strong, and they physical, and they compete. And I think that's the other thing about the culture is everybody, because it's a dog-eat-dog world in Columbia, you have to compete every day. Every time, even training, you're competing. Because you know at the next gym on the other side of town, somebody's competing. But in the PD area, it's kind of, they got that A1 gym and they'll go hoop a little bit, but they're not playing against anybody that, that really wants it, that's that's trying to get to that next level. If they out there playing. If, if they yeah. out there playing, right. And in the way they play sometimes, you know, I, I've worked at Pearl Moore, Barn Street. I've, I've seen the way they play. And even when I was working there, you know, it was an instance, and you can you can ask um, most of the kids that's there, it was an instance where I was like, y'all not playing basketball. This isn't yeah. basketball. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. So I, I tried to change everything that they play. They, they, they out there cherry picking, you know, one on one, like y'all not playing basketball. Yeah. The two so. twins that I had at West, mm. they got it. Yeah, they they were working like they took that from Ubud. They went back and they were trying to get other people influenced, but you know everybody don't jump on the ship. Yeah, but man, they were in the weight room. They were doing. They were going to the gym, Pearlmore, and doing drills and working on defense and want to guard the best mm. player. You know those type things, man. So that's that's just the biggest difference, man. Yeah, I think I've. Uh I started bringing about four or five of my guys down to work out with Rob Rose about mm-hmm. once or twice a week. I take my daughter to work out with Rob Rose. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, great guy. Yeah. Uh, they work out with Josh Daly every now and then, Carl Johnson. So there's a bunch of, and I think I agree with you because in the PD area, and if, and if you feel like I'm talking to you, then I'm talking to you. In the PD area, yeah. there's a lot of trainers. Who know what the hell they doing? That is true. That is very true. And I'm watching you put these drills up on damn Instagram. And I'm like, that is not basketball related. Don't understand the purpose of the drill. And so they just out there. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, there's a plethora of trainers and people they can go to. Now, as far as gym access, it's better in Columbia. But yeah. there is some in the PD if the people are willing to put the time in. I The thing that I think is for the PD is... There's so much, there's a lack of, and, and Frank Martin talked about it in last week's episode, and he talked about it in the um, in the thing today. He said that the basketball in South Carolina isn't celebrated. Yeah. Like football is, like baseball yep. is. Right. And I think in the PD, it's just not celebrated. It's at all. At 
all. Nobody like, talks it's about starting it. to get celebrated in Columbia and in Charleston and yes. in the, up, the upstate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like kids are playing ball and they hooping. And then in the PD, in the Grand Strand, it, it, you'd be hard pressed to find a gym for them kids to get into. Yeah. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Them kids ain't about to get in their car and drive to Columbia. Yep. Then there's no way to do anything because I know I grew up in New York. I didn't grow up down. I didn't grow up in the South. Right. And shoot, kids from my block, we go ride the train. Hey, we about to go hoop in Harlem. Uh-huh. Then we about to go hoop in Jersey. We about to go hoop in the Bronx. We about to go, and we would just go to different parks yeah. together and hoop together against the other parks. Yeah, you know. And I just think that that type of mentality is not in the PD like it is in the Columbia yeah. and in the Charleston area. And and the crazy thing is, it took that kind of fell off in Columbia for a little minute. Mm-hmm. Too, you know that that history from probably, you know, after that ninety nine two thousand maybe two thousand one, it was like a, a gap. lull, like there was no excitement about basketball mm-hmm. at all. And then, like AJ said, a lot of these guys start coming back and revitalizing and getting good programs and making guys work. And, and then social media helps that as you evolve and now kids yeah. are getting this exposure. So yeah, that. That plays a big part, man. If if you never, if if all you hear about is football, 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 and you never make it accessible to these kids, you know, in that PD area, it just is what it is. It's just it's nothing for a football coach to go have practice with his football team because all you need is a park. Yeah, that's you, it. Me, I I I got to put in a, a facility request to get a gym. Yeah, and, and that's and then they're probably going to overcharge me. That's why I was so glad to be able to work with Jody Jen Red at West Florence because he was like. Hey, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I'm like, it's like for me at Hartsville. Yeah. I'm talking about for like the regular Joe yeah. person that yeah doesn't have that access. That don't have the access, but yeah. you know those football guys too. You know, if you don't have a a coach that lets you go to the gym or let you work out, or you know, oh and they oh my favorite is they pulling them. Oh, you just need to yeah. Only, my favorite saying from a football coach is, and I don't mean to ruffle anybody feathers. There's only but so many basketball scholarships. Yeah, there's that, a bunch of football scholarships. It's true, but that don't mean he don't he can't work on it. It, it don't mean exactly. Don't mean he can't work on that it. Don't mean he can't work on it. Yeah, but as you know, like I said, it, it's, I know, man. <laughs> don't don't get me on my soapbox yeah. today. Um, but AJ, once again, congratulations on the job. I really appreciate um, it. I uh, will be happy to. Uh, I, well, let me say this: I'm gonna be following you closely. Definitely. Um, and I hope you win every game, unless you play Hartsville. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> I've been a, I've been a, I've been a fan. I've been a fan ever since I was at Wilson, and um, even when I you know knew you was doing this podcast or whatnot, you know, I've been a fan of it. So this oh. is this is you know this I appreciate great. it. Even though y'all really kicked is. out behinds every time, tell y'all, uh, man, yeah, we got to get something out of this. Nah, that's what I'm saying. Like y'all them to combine y'all done with my tail a bunch. Nah, I man. don't. I don't I, well, between Wilson and West Florence and back to CA Johnson, like I mean. The Lord what else I'm gonna do? Yes, you ain't say. blessed me yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, can't let you guys go without asking you the Stalian English question. All, All right. right. Now, usually one of you is gonna end up with an advantage, <laughs> but I'm gonna make it hard. Uh, okay, okay? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make it difficult for you. So we have a five, an NBA five. Oh yeah. Yeah, you had to answer this before. I had to answer this before. Okay, I so got caught off guard, you, but I'm ready. Now. I'm gonna let you go first, and then I'm gonna let AJ go second. Okay. NBA, right. NBA top five. Okay. No, it's going to be, I have, you got to win one game. Okay. And you have to beat my five. You can pick any player in history okay. in their prime. Okay. Now, AJ, you're at the disadvantage because you can't pick anybody from out from the, the podcast five or from Coach Jarvis's five. Golly. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So this is the five you have to beat. 
Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, and Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, you knew that was going to be the five. All right. <clears throat> Give me Jason Kidd. Give me Kevin Garnett. Give me Larry Bird. Okay. Give me Wilt Chamberlain. And give me Kareem. I didn't know that's the second time I've heard Wilt. Uh, 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 Brian Rosefield said Wilt Chamberlain earlier today. Freak athlete. Okay, so we got Wilt still. We got Jason Kidd. Yep. Uh, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Uh, who you had? What you had? So uh, Jason Kidd, Kevin Garnett, Wilt, Kareem. Kareem. And, and Bird. And Bird. I got to have a shooter. Okay, got to have a shooter. Who? As the look on AJ's face is, this is tough. Players in their prime, in their um, prime, at any point in history, any point in history. Um, shoot, all of the people y'all didn't name. <laughs> I didn't get to a defensive mindset. I to pick Gary Payton. Um, okay, that's a good. One. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go Gary Payton in his prime. Um, I like Dwight Howard in his prime. Okay. That might match up with Shaq. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. about the big. Um, they be fighting. They be fighting. <laughs> I'm going to go Ray Allen in this prime. That's a good pick. big on Ray Allen. Um, <laughs> it's where it get tough. It's, it's tough. where it get yeah. tough. Reaching that bag, yeah. You ain't got but twenty seven years worth, twenty eight years worth of that bag. God, boy, that thing tough, man. I'm gonna go Curry. Okay, okay. So you got two shooters. I, I yeah. will give you that one. Okay, I don't know how they're gonna defend, but <laughs> we gonna score. We gonna score that ball. So I got Curry, Gary Payton, uh, Ray Allen, um, Dwight Howard, Dwight, Dwight Howard, and, and one more. Mm. You you didn't y'all didn't say KD did y'all no no, no Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant. <laughs> okay Kevin ain't no defense gonna be playing yeah, except for Gary Payton and yeah. Dwight Howard but other than that yeah um, got a team full of scores <laughs> yeah. um, outscore y'all well let me say this man I want to thank you guys for taking out the time to come through uh, really appreciate you guys um, AJ welcome to the welcome to the game I really appreciate it um, really appreciate it's a, a tough road. Um, but I think that you have the one thing you have that I think a lot of young coaches don't end up getting with their first job is somebody who's done it right. and who just got finished doing it and a proven winner right. that you can call on. And I'm pretty certain he always answers. He, he'll answer for me all the time, but I'm pretty <laughs> right. sure he'll, he'll answer for you. Uh, so just like, let me call you back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take heed to that guidance. And uh, um, I would say don't be afraid to call him because I know he'll right. he'll definitely be there for you every moment of the way. It's a, to, to piggyback off of that, too. For like, um, I had to understand too. Like, um, it's a lot of gems out here if you just listen. You yeah. know, so having having that experience, I feel like a lot of times um, younger people they don't they don't understand the guidance or the experience that they have around them. So, mm-hmm. um, don't be afraid to, to pick people's brains. Um, always give people that's you know in a position that you're trying to get in you always have to give them that respect and you always have to ask them those questions because um if you do they'll give you the answers you know you just got to yeah. be humble enough to listen and be respectful enough so um so yeah i definitely understand what you're saying about that yeah so, so. Yep. man happy for you man yeah. happy for you jarvis congratulations appreciate on the you, ad brother. position man appreciate you, you man. know maybe one day i need a job and you can hire me too yeah. uh but, <laughs> <laughs> you never but um know. 
uh, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get out of here. So if you want to give the people your social medias and so they can follow you, or maybe the drill social media, maybe basketball or whatever. All right. Um, I am Dish the Rock. On Instagram, also Drill Athletics on Twitter and Instagram. Follow our pages and keep up with what we got going on. A lot of moves being made. It's about to be special. <laughs> All right, Coach Caldwell. Yes, on Instagram, that Caldwell underscore boy. On Twitter, at Coach ACJ. Um, and yes, you can follow the Drill Men's Basketball <laughs> page on Instagram as well. It's Drill, I believe it's Drill Blue Devil underscore MBB. Man, you got to change that. They got a lot going on in there. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to change it, but you know Instagram. Yeah, I've been trying to change it. I'm gonna get it situated. It's a long name. Once again, man, I appreciate you guys being on on behalf of Coach 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 Kurtz and Coach Daly. We want to appreciate really appreciate you guys taking the time to be on. Daly Kurtz, what's up? Yeah, hey uh, Staley. Man, you be leaving me out here by myself now. Uh, doing all the work. You got uh, it, though. <laughs> Well, once again, man, y'all know how it go, man. Keep God first. Everything else will follow. Peace. Peace. This is the Very Necessary Podcast. Come on in, have a seat, and unplug from the world while listening to Jennifer, Vaughn, Yoshi, and Sue, where you get our unapologetic view on relationships, balance, careers, and how we handle it all, or how we don't. This podcast is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You can catch us each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast.